Pink Man. My major field of study in college was cultural anthropology. One of my professors shared some interesting experiences he'd had during a year in which he lived with a remote tribe in New Guinea. These people were so inaccessible that they'd never seen a Westerner before. At first, they just ignored him or stared at him suspiciously as though he were a new variety of albino snake or toad. After weeks of such treatment, he would withdraw into his tent, read Shakespeare, and try to affirm, I am an educated, intelligent human being who is part of an advanced civilization. Little by little, the tribe's people saw that he meant them no harm, and they allowed him to enter into their daily life. As he began to learn their language and culture, he realized that what they'd been calling him all along was Pink Man. After more time had passed, he no longer had to affirm who he had been, but could accept that he was now a different version of himself. After a year, Pink Man returned to his university, wrote an ethnography of the tribe that had opened his eyes to another worldview and helped change how he thought about himself. Considering the professor's experience, I realized that what interested me was not so much the customs and languages of other peoples, but the opportunity to expand one's self-definition by immersing in a different reality. Fortunately, God showed me a better way to do this through the spiritual path and discipleship. Inner self-transformation is never easy, no matter how you approach it. In trying to transcend self-limitations and old ways of thinking, we find ourselves clinging to the familiar, even if it no longer serves our aspirations. In Paramahansa Yogananda's unparalleled explanation of the Bhagavad Gita, he tells us that the challenges Arjuna faces before the battle of Kurukshetra are allegorical. Each character, friend or foe, is symbolic of an inner quality that lives within each of us. Those on the opposing side, the Kauravas, are his relatives and mentors, although they represent such things as material desire, ego, habits, and attachment. As the great warrior Arjuna surveys the Kaurava army before the battle begins, he becomes discouraged, drops his bow, and says to his charioteer Krishna, These are my kinsmen. I cannot kill them. Therefore, I will not fight. Yoganandaji explains that this is the inner battle that we all must face. We fear killing old patterns and habits because we're not sure who will we become when the familiar is gone. Yet, unless we take up the fight, we can never discover our own higher self. In the remainder of the Gita, Krishna explains to Arjuna that the true self is never lost, but through spiritual effort, its energy is transmuted into a higher expression. Quote, the soul is never touched. It is immutable, all-pervading, calm, unshakable. Its existence is eternal. End quote. Chapter 2, verse 24. As Jyotish and I enter our second month of traveling to Ananda Centers in Italy and India, 
The process of personal transformation and letting go of the familiar is something we face daily. What a joy to offer oneself up to the process, allowing God, allowing God to guide us toward inner freedom. Whether through the example of Pink Man overcoming the fear of loss of self-identity or Arjuna transcending the reluctance to fight old mental tendencies, we need to take the leap of faith. It's by surrendering the self to God that we go beyond our limitations and find who and what we really are, a spark of the divine. With joy, Nayaswami Devi. Well, friends, this topic is actually one of perhaps central to our spiritual transcendence, to overcome the ego and to feel our oneness with God. And as we said, the battle is not easy because we have to take the leap of faith beyond the familiar and the known and to be willing to let go of old attachments and uh, self-defining patterns. And even if these patterns no longer serve us, if we feel uh, constricted by old ways of thinking, nevertheless, Yogananda talks about grooves in the brain that they just keep repeating themselves over and over. But the secret is, by constant effort, to just keep offering yourself to God, to Guru, to the divine consciousness which permeates all reality. And with God's grace, we are able to transcend. A few years before he left the body, Swami Kriyananda gave a challenge to the devotees of Ananda. He said, in this lifetime, it should be your goal to become a jivan mukta, freed while living. When he first said that, it just seemed to me like such a impossibly high goal that I didn't know even the attempt of it was possible for me. But as time goes by, through God and Guru's grace, the hunger for inner freedom, the hunger to be rid of self-limiting behavior and thought patterns becomes stronger and stronger. And it this is when we must take the spiritual life very seriously and say, I am willing, God, to give everything up, everything that I am, because I know that who I really am is the only reality and it is the only way to find true happiness and to find the goals that we really want. So I offer this, these thoughts to you as a challenge to you and a challenge to myself I know how hard it is. I've been on this path for more than 50 years. But I have to say that the veil of delusion and the veil of identifying with the lower self becomes thinner and thinner, finer and finer, until you glimpse what's on the other side. And that is the goal of true peace, true inner happiness, a true sense of oneness with a greater reality with God. So we need to be courageous in our spiritual efforts. We need to try our best and then to surrender to, at the feet of God and Guru and say, 
Show me the way to freedom. This is what I want, and I'm willing to take whatever steps are needed. So we wish you all fulfillment in the spiritual life, and we hope our blogs and our thoughts will help you on your journey. God bless you.